estate team builders, Lars Hedenborg here, the founder of Real Estate B-School, and uh, we're in part two of a four-part series. So the last podcast episode, if you missed it, was on, you know, what might actually happen in the real estate market? You know, there, there's the thought that inventory is at a level where, you know, all the homes are going to sell, right? Even if half the buyers went out of the market because of affordability or, um, you know, hesitation around what might be happening in our economy or, or any of that stuff, we're still going to be fine in real estate. That's one uh, school of thought. The other school of thought is that real estate is cyclical. And there are some things going on in our economy, you know, in, in the U.S., and, and globally, that might have a, a profound effect on the real estate market. And that was last episode. So I, I kind of gave my perspective on, on all of it. Um, and the next three parts, so that was part one. Part two, we're going to talk about how to prepare for uh, an economic uh, event or shift. And I'm talking major economic event, how to prepare in your business. So part two is business prepping. Part three, I'm going to talk about how do you personally prepare. So personal prepping. And then part four is where you guys are going to think I am completely crazy because I'm going to talk about like prepping, prepping. Uh, the thing that most people don't talk about is like, hey, if if it all hits the fan, like what are you doing to, to prepare your family to be able to perhaps, you know, uh, exist and, and, and thrive with, you know, uh, a food supply crisis or energy outages or you can't get clean water or like I'm talking like apocalypse end of world type prepping. So that's part four. So stick with me. Even if you think I'm crazy for even mentioning that, stick with me for part two and part three. If you missed part one, go back one episode. So let's talk about how to prepare your business for an economic shift. If you would only know that things are squirrely with our economy, I feel like, and this is politics aside, if you had your head under a rock, like if you just buried your head in the sand, and that's not a, you know, hopefully, actually, I'll say it differently. Hopefully, there are some of you that have taken my advice to get out of, of the 24-hour news cycle. Um, so it's not so much a 24-hour news cycle, but th there are just things going on, and there, there should be some resources that you're following to know that uh, we're, we're going to head towards something that, that may impact us um, economically. And I want you to be prepared from a business standpoint. So there's three things I want to cover today in, in terms of our, our topic. Uh, number one is, is to review and cut unproductive expenses. Number two is, you know, what's the weekly, daily, monthly cadence that you need to follow in your business? And then Number three is, is delegating non-productive activities. And we, we're going to talk a little bit about passion versus pay. So let's talk about expense review. This is natural when you go through some tough times. So let's say I got into real estate 2007, 2000, mid-2007, three months after I got into real estate, the market completely dropped out where buyers just said no. Uh, it was the full-on mortgage crisis and inventory shot straight through the roof starting in June 2007, probably for 12 to 18 months. Like nobody was buying and it was just a weird time and foreclosures were big in our market and all of that stuff. And, and I, I continued to not let any of that affect me. I sold more homes every year 
for like the six, seven years that, that, that followed. Um, but what the good times allow you to do that the bad times don't, the good times allow you to spend money on a bunch of stuff that is not, you're not holding your expenses accountable. When I say you, I'm, I'm preaching to me just as much as, as, as anyone else. So when the market is, is going well, you're making more money than you ever have. We have a tendency to look at the money in our account and want to spend it, right? We have no way of moving money around and you're storing, you know, hopefully not cash. I think cash is, you know, it's not king. I think cash is trash right now. I'll get to more of that in part four uh, of this series. Uh, but you have to be constantly looking at your expenses. And this is the exercise you need to do. Print out, hopefully you're running your business expenses through you know, a business credit card that you're paying off every month, just as convenience, not for consumer debt. Print out you know, three, but really six months worth of business expenses. On the one hand, print it out physically and staple it. And then your personal expenses do the same thing. Actually, uh, personal is next week. Sorry. So we're just talking business, but I'm still going to make you do the same thing in your in your personal. Uh, and I want you to go through a line by line. This could be your bank accounts or a credit card statement. Go line by line and ask yourself if this expense is producing an, a 10x return. Pick a number, right? A multiple of, of the actual expense. We tend to try a bunch of things. We tend to forget that we have all these monthly uh, recurring you know, uh, debits set up on our bank accounts or our credit cards. We tend to just be really loose with our finances when things are going well. So that's number one is to hold your expenses accountable. Uh, number one A is that have a system for moving money around in your business to account for savings, to account for taxes, to account for you know, feeding money back into the business in a pre-meditated, uh, pre-calculated set of criteria. The system that I use, I've modified it a little bit, but it's based on Mike Michalowicz's uh, Profit First book, where essentially I do it weekly. He does it twice a month. I just look at all the money that came in and I sort of put all that money in different buckets. And as a result, I just systematically am increasing my net worth. And I'm always aware of how much money I'm spending in the, in the businesses that I have. So that's number one. Be keen on your expenses, do an expenses review and hold your expenses accountable. Number two is the cadence that you follow. So literally I'm talking your calendar here, you know, and, and it's very, very simple. It's a weekly planning session followed by how your daily cadence happens and the time blocking that ensues in your calendar. I've done lots of training on this. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to overkill this. But every week you need to decide like what are the, the, the key priorities in my business that have to happen this week so that I can achieve my one year plan or you know my 90 day world, one year plan through your vision. I've talked a lot about that on the podcast. But then every day, you know, are you time blocking um, every day new business development? That's new conversations with buyers and sellers. Are you time blocking for follow-up? Are you super diligent about those time blocks? When the market shifts and buyers and sellers sort of have that stalemate, could be three months, could be six months where less homes are transacting. Um, and you want to make sure that you're in the core activities of generating new business, even if you need more conversations to be able to generate the same amount of business. That time is coming. It has to, whether it's in 2022 or 2023, 
the market will go back to a more normal market. We're not just business is not just as crazy as it is today. Uh, so that's that's cadence and and be very specific uh, about on, on a weekly basis. What are the key things that need to ha- happen on a daily basis? Time block your sales activities, but then also the top three things that have to happen every day to feed into those weekly priorities that feed into the quarterly projects that feed into the one year plan. Right. You can go back and, and listen to different episodes uh, where I talk about the three one ninety three year vision, one year plan, ninety day world, but when it hits the fan and and something happens that impacts things in the real estate market, you want to make sure that you're super diligent about only spending your time on the things that matter, and you have a natural cadence, right? You don't just all of a sudden not show up for work because you know stuff is happening in the economy. Right, you need to make sure the cadence guides your activities and your calendar and those time blocks guide your activities. So that's number two. Number three is what I am most passionate about. I think the 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 thing that made me successful, in spite of all the mistakes I made, every mistake I've ever made in building a business, and and my journey. If if you don't know my journey, is I started out as a solo agent in 2007, just before the market shifted. I sold 27 homes in 10 months in that first part year. Then I went to sell 44 homes, hired my first administrator, 58 homes, 118 homes, a buyer agent or two, 178 transactions, 248 in 2012. I did one of those 248 transactions, went on to 312 and then 420 or so transactions in 2014. That year, 2014, over 400 homes sold. I was only in the office for 42 days. So fully leveraged business. And I did it via this one thing. And you got to be really keen on this because it's going to take twice the amount of dollar productive activities, meaning new business development and lead follow-up to be able to generate the same amount of business if the market shifts in a major way. So delegate to elevate, which is a conversation around things that you're passionate about in your business and things that pay well in your business. Showing homes, you could be passionate about it, but it's not a, a highly paid activity. In my market, I can hire a world-class showing agent for about 25 bucks an hour. I want to make $1,000 an hour, or maybe you want to make $250 per hour, right? You need to decide what you want to make per hour. If you want to make $500,000 a year clear after taxes, and you want to work a 40-hour work week in real estate, which was, these were my first declarations about dollar per hour was 500,000. I want to take home working 2000 hours, which is 40 hours a week. That's $250 per hour. So I got to work on everything in my business, getting everything off of my plate that I possibly could, that I can get someone else to do for $50 or less per hour. And a series of these delegations and elevations over time, where I was just honest with myself, where am I spending my time? Is it dollar productive? Do, am I passionate about this activity? Does it pay well? There are things that I wasn't passionate about that didn't pay well that I was doing. And that's insanity. I can get someone for 10 or 12 bucks an hour to run signs around town or pick up checks at attorneys or do all this crazy stuff, right? And so passion versus pay. Every 90 days, we do an exercise called delegate. You must delegate to elevate and it's a passion versus pay. In fact, if you want a copy of that, it's a simple two-page uh, document that you put side by side and you just put all your activities. If you want to copy that document, just email me at Lars at realestatebschool.com uh, and I'll send it right over. Those are the three things that I have. Something is, is coming. I promise you that there is some 
uh, ripple effect of either global um, economic stuff or just US-based economic stuff that is gonna impact the real estate market. And from a business standpoint, you must be diligent about where you spend your money. That was number one. You must be diligent about where you spend your time. That's your cadence, the weekly and daily. And you must be diligent about getting stuff off of your plate that you can't uh, succeed at a high level if you're doing those certain things as a real estate agent. So if you wanna have a bigger conversation about your real estate business and look to partner with me personally, personally partner with me where I'm gonna help you grow and scale your real estate business and build out multiple streams of income, uh, go to partnerwithrebs.com. That's partner with R as in real, E as in estate, B as in business, and S as in school. So partner with rebs.com, and you can see exactly how to partner with me. You can learn more about this opportunity. You can check out some videos. You can book directly into my calendar. We'll see you over there. Be good. Much love. And next week is part three of the series, which is how do you prepare personally for what might be coming? And part four is just like outright like if it all hits the fan, how are you going to make sure you can um, sustain yourself and your family and um, with what might be coming? So we'll, uh, we'll talk to you on part three. Uh, much love. Be good. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other team leaders who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn step-by-step -step how to build a profitable real estate team that allows you to get out of the real estate grind and live the lifestyle you've been dreaming about, visit us at joinrebs.com. That's joinrebs.com. Our coaching, training systems, and support will help you get more high-quality leads, increase your conversions and sales, improve your client experience, and allow you to scale your real estate business all while reducing the amount of hours you work and the stress you endure. Just go to joinrebs.com for more info now. See you on the next episode.